Stop sitting there talking about where all the fats and calories is. You know where that come from. Watching that damn TV. Every time you turn it on, you got somebody talking about losing weight, getting healthy, or getting in shape. They got everybody looking anorexic and talking about that's healthy. I know what healthy is. And tell you something else. I don't know why everyone's turned to lose weight in the first place. Ain't everybody supposed to be the same size? <laughs> We're supposed to be all different. Big, small, medium, midgets. You're whoa, supposed to have all whoa. that. Everyone wants to be the same size now. Like that damn Oprah Winfrey. Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> she she went and lost, lost all her weight when nothing was wrong with her. She was fine. Oprah was a fox. She lost all that damn weight, hair looking all big, skin hanging all over. And Luther Vandross, nigga used to be the black, the black, um, the black shit, the black shaft. Wait, was that? What, yeah, wait? yeah okay. it was. Okay. <laughs> I was lost like, all that weight. I was, I was trying to get it right. You was getting it correct. Lost, <laughs> lost all that weight, looking all ashy. Oprah and Luther need to keep their asses one way, cause I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> That's giving me very much Eddie Murphy vibes. Yo, very much Eddie Murphy vibes. Grandfather with the gray hair. Um, what the fuck movie was that? Cause he was big in a lot of those fucking movies. What what movie was it? You you got yeah you got. I know I know I literally know the character. <laughs> wow, that's good though. You, I didn't think you'd get that right. That was Father Clump, wasn't it? Yeah, how you know that? Papa Clump, yeah. Papa Clump, yeah. How you know that? <laughs> I am the reigning champion. What do you mean? Wow, that was a long um, quote. That was the longest quote. I, I know it from the beginning, quite honestly. Because one, once he started ranting, I was like, this is when that nigga was at the fucking dinner table and he was feeling the type of way. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Which movie was it, though? Like, movie, movie. It was um, um, Nutty Professor. There we go. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Because I kept trying to remember, I was like, did they have, he never, he never actually did a spinoff for the Clumps. I feel like that was supposed to happen and it never happened, Mm -hmm. but they were so much a part of the fucking Nutty Professor um, franchise that that was basically their movie, Yeah, quite honestly. But he never actually spun off and did the Clumps. So I was like, there's not a Clumps movie, is there? So which movie movie was it? That was definitely (laughs) Papa Clump though. All right, so I get like half a point because I ain't actually said it. I'll give you a I'm going to get the full point? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, when you did that little stutter, I was like, wait, are you, do you you need water? Did you forget? Did your phone die? What's going on here? But that was, that was you staying in character. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 53. Yes, 53. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're officially, y'all, I'm so hyped. That we are officially over the Drew's Duolingo fake shit at the beginning of every episode. I'll but do it. I'm no. just not gonna say when I'm gonna do it. Oh my god! I know. spoke too soon. Okay. Especially with summer coming up now. What does summer have to do with speaking Spanish? Icy, fucking, you know, poppy with the ices and shit what like that. What the hell does that have to do with you knowing how to speak Spanish? But okay. Uh, <sighs> what do you What do you love? No, this week. I'm loving on Sonic. Two, mm-hmm. um, 
we just saw that movie like the other day. Yep. It was fire. Fire. Um, Fuego. And a few things I wanted to mention about the movie. I'm not going to say like. Don't spoil the movie. I'm not going to spoil the movie. I'm just saying like our experience during the movie. Like one, like we didn't want to, I didn't want to take Yara because. He had no faith in her, y'all. And I don't it's not appreciate that. that. It's not that. No. It's just that when it's a anticipated movie that you want to see. He wanted to enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't want to walk out. I wasn't going to be the one to walk out, y'all. Wow. She was going to have to walk out. Nah, but like that. Because so she I had did, the I faith. Did. She yeah, was gonna yeah. have to walk. Out. I did say if she starts stacking up, this one it's gonna be on me. Yeah, because I, I wasn't leaving. I was gonna sit in my damn chair. She would have <laughs> found out some way to calm her down. Because I wasn't leaving my seat. Yeah. Especially I like Sonic, so you know, fuck that. <laughs> um, he was really not. But we had the conversation because we had free tickets from like a while ago, like before COVID, a while ago, because they fucked up our movie experience then. So we got like four free tickets. So we were like, we got to use this shit because this shit expires this year. Um, and I was like, well, we don't got a babysitter, but also we're getting in the field of like taking Yara to places, like places, places, right? Like not just walks and like going outside and like being around the neighborhood, but like taking her to places. Like mm-hmm. we went to a restaurant the other day and she did pretty well there. You know, and I was like, she likes movies. She dead ass sits through movies when we watch movies at home and she watched the first Sonic with us without issue. So I feel like a big screen could mm-hmm. go one or two ways, but I had faith that it would go the positive way because she would be like, oh, this is nice. This is interesting. Yeah. And I was right, y'all. I was right, but he was not. He was not convinced at all. I don't even know what <clears throat> what argument I had. That finally convinced you. <laughs> I mean, but he was not with it. At I mean, all. either way, it was like we didn't have a babysitter, so I was like, "Fuck it, we just might as well take her and hope for the best." You know, if anything, you give a titty in the damn movie theater. <laughs> um, she was definitely just sitting there having me try to flash all those people in that movie theater. Yeah, but it was good. It was a good experience. Um, now we know that we could take Yara um, to the movie. I've been to y'all, and I won that bet. Um, the second thing I want to mention was that everybody, like, we know that adults see kids' movie on the regular. <laughs> yeah. But this was like a different, because Sonic is like, it's a kids' movie, that's but not, it's like a, also, it's also an adult movie at the same time. Nostalgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you could either go either way. Like, you can bring your kid just to say, yeah, I brought my kids to see Sonic. Or you could be like, nah, this, Sonic is like from the 90s and shit, like. You know, I got to see that nigga, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like towards the end of the credits. I, I'm not going to say what happened, but all the fucking adults were screaming like, yo, 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 shit. Oh, not my the kids. Nigga. Oh, not oh. the kids at all. Me and, and like, you looked yo, at each other fuck? and started dying. I expected that in fucking Marvel. It was. Basically, well, that yeah, was literally but... the same feel, vibe, when we went to see Endgame in the theaters. Like, people... We're dead ass. Wow. But yeah. Endgame, Endgame was like on a different level, but this was like, yo, I wasn't expecting that. But um, yeah, just stay at the end, watch it. You know, you'll you'll be surprised. You'll be hyped too. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good movie. Tiff yeah. enjoyed it. She I enjoyed the it. first one too. I loved it. That that movie was it was fucking lit. It was funny too. It was real it was funny. hilarious. It, it was, was real hilarious. funny. Yeah, it was real funny. And the chick from uh what's her name? From uh Natasha Rothwell from Insecure. Yeah, she she was funny. Yeah, she, she was, was funny. funny. She was funny in the first one, but she was hilarious. Yeah, because she didn't one. get a lot of time in the first one. She but the didn't. One, she she she, she took 
complete control yeah. of that character in the second one. And Idris Elba did a very good job as well. Yeah, he, Even yeah, not he always him. played a good job. And yeah, but, but this was a this was a voice acting. It wasn't like oh yeah yeah resonating yeah, with his character, like the humor, like in the actual pausing of you know the the type of personality the knuckles was. Oh yeah, was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was great. It was hilarious. That was great acting. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, I feel like it's harder to play like a... yeah, like a voice act <laughs> yeah, exactly, voice acting. and because then you also have to. I think a part of it is um you have to make sure people connect with the character without necessarily seeing your face like eventually we have to be able to hear the character and not hear you mm-hmm. and at that point then it's like okay you did a good job because yeah. like there were some points where i was like oh yeah this is Idris Elba. and then other parts i was like oh shit i'm forgetting that this is Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah yeah you know so yeah but, yeah we um, definitely go see it it was it was fun yeah. yeah so what was your loving on this week hgtv you know i'm um Looking at my live TV apps, that's all I'm going to say, because, mm-hmm. you know, government. And I'm I'm starting to look back at all the channels that I used to look at when we had, like, full-on cable, mm-hmm. and HGTV was one of them. Lifetime is another one. I got to get back in my Lifetime bag, y'all. Um, and I'm looking at this show, what is it, um, 100 Day Dream Home, where they deadass, you know, the clients build their, or buy their lot and then mm-hmm. they kind of go top to bottom for building their house from the, br- the ground up like mm. literally ground up um the actual architecture furnishings you know all of that shit top to bottom and i'm like that shit's hella cool yeah and i've always been interested in that shit and that's probably why i still play the sims because <laughs> i get to sit there and, and, oh, yeah, yeah. and fake shit. interior decorate um but that should be dumb cool to really see people's visions come to life. Like you can sit there and pick out tiles and all that stuff and then actually seeing it in action once they do the final reveal. That shit is wild to me. That is crazy to me that people build whole ass fucking houses first of yeah, all because yeah. skill. Um, but like, nah, that shit's wild. Wild. Yeah, yeah that's interesting though. Because like you could build it like which way you want it, um, how you want the bathrooms. Literally like the bathrooms, every like, single thing. The most, I think the bathroom is like the most underrated. It is, it is. Like, a lot of people pay close attention to like, like kitchen, kitchen and bedroom, stuff, which is also important. The master bedroom stuff, mm-hmm. but the, the bathroom is like because you showed me one episode where they had the hot tub, it's like a kind of not hot tub, but it's just a tub, and then it had the shower with the um, the what you call it, it's like the standing shower, yeah, 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 the glass, yep, yeah, so that was nice. Or even then, looking at tubs, because like a lot of times people don't be really. Drew's a bathtub, bath type. Yeah, we're the man. opposite. Yeah. So like, he likes baths are not relaxing to me. What? Uh, they're not. Tea is also not what relaxing to me, sir. Act like are you me. human? I yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. A bubble bath. I need. Sorry, listen, I've been trying to put her in a bubble bath, and I'm like, just to have her, just sit in it with the. Um, Epsom salt, uh, bubble bath, a relaxer. I mean, I'll do it, but it wouldn't it's be so relaxing. relaxing. And to I usually, you, put, I usually, to you. I usually do the bubble bath with the candles, and you just, you know, if you want to listen to our podcast, you could just listen to our podcast. That's fine, and just relax yourself in the bubble bath. To just you, relax. the the bath does not relax me, but I'll, you know. I'll dabble every now and then. I I do like I do like a good bath bomb. 
Not gonna lie. I do like a good bath bomb. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying that to say like Drew is a bath guy, right? So like a lot of the times, even with these HGTV shows, you're like, you look at the bathrooms and all that stuff. And they have that big ass shower, but then their tub be mad fucking small. Like who the fuck is finna fit in that tub? Like you're going to have to have most of your calf outside of the tub, which defeats the fucking purpose. And then I saw something on Instagram. Where it was like a two person tub also because like, mm-hmm. I'll take a bath with you though. I'll take That's a bath cool. with you though, you know? And it's like a two person tub because mm-hmm. if you're, you know, in a regular tub, you're going to have to sit there and either sit in between the leg or like do, you know, opposite sides of the tub. And it's like, nah, mm-hmm. they make dead ass, like full blown ass two seater tubs. We would get a two seater tub. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just for space when you take your own little personal baths, you can like really <clears throat> space out. Mm-hmm. But also like when I when I want to jump in there with you, you know, space. Yeah. And I ain't feeling cool. like I'm cramped. But yeah, HGTV, a hundred day dream home is fucking bomb. All right. We got that. We got that. Um was it on Fire Stick or was it <laughs> she looking at me. Who cares? Everybody got that shit. Nobody give a fuck no more. Big brother. Who gives a fuck? It is on HGTV. Get it how you live it. All right. You get heard it, it from how, Tiff. Get it how you live it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so today we actually thought that we would dedicate a little bit of the top of the episode to one of the segments that we talked about. Um, right at the, you know, intro of season three, you know, we talked about the health corner, man cave, and we actually thought this was a perfect, um, episode to talk a little bit about whatever you want to talk about in this man cave. Yeah. So this segment is called Drew's man cave. Oh, we, we repurposed it. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Drew's man cave. Is it like Drew's with like a Z? Or like nah, apostrophe nah, we ain't getting S. all that. It's, 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 it's just regular. Yeah. What font are you using? I don't know. Times New Roman. No. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Not Times New Roman. <laughs> um. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA playoffs is active right now. Um. I think I believe it's uh. Um, starting up game one and two, I believe they finished games. The game, all the game ones. Now they're on to game two now. Hmm. But yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, my uh, si- the series that I'm interested in is the Boston versus uh, Brooklyn series. Oh yeah, you did watch that yesterday because that shit was that shit was intense. I was we was literally um, in Burger King and I had it on my phone. And Tiff was like, what the fuck are you watching? I was like, I'm watching the game. I was like, oh, shit. It was fucking Boston and uh, Brooklyn. I was like, I can't miss this shit. (laughs) Even though we had, like, plans and shit. But I was like, I'm not missing this shit. You were multitasking like a dad would. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that series is a series to watch out for. Because, um, as you know, Kyrie is back back in Boston. Yeah. The mandate is, is done. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's playing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, you said he's back in Boston? No, well, he's playing back in he's playing oh, he's in playing Boston. His old yeah, team. yeah, he's oh. playing his old team. I was about to say he was on tra- Boston. They was really tired of his ass. They traded his ass back. I was nah, like, God nah, damn. Nah. So so if you um get a chance, look at first take or whatever, undisputed or whatever, and you see 
uh, everybody talking about what Kyrie did and stuff like that. He, yeah. you know, flipped the fingers. I mean, I, I, I don't I blame him. No, I get it. They, they could, you know, Boston, yeah. Boston could be a little racist. A little? A lot. Thank you. But I'm just saying, like, you know, what you expect a man to do? You I'm know, sorry he's a human. Boston. I know he's human. Some, I know we got some listeners in Boston, but uh, self-aware. I mean, not every, not everyone. I'm just saying. Those who were saying stuff to him, you have to expect you have to expect him to react. He's only human, mm-hmm. and he did that, and he did it on the court as well. In his um, in his performance, he played well, mm-hmm. even though they lost by one. He still, you know, showed up and uh, put it all on the court. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for for man cave, Drew's man cave, I would say uh, the playoffs is something to look out for. Um, for the upcoming weeks and stuff like that. And if you're into betting, that'll be a good way to kind of win some money oh, on FanDuel. Shit. They really oh, they really finessed the fuck out of y'all. They did that shit right on time. I mean, they did it before. This was way before the playoffs, though. No, but I'm saying like now that because I didn't know, and you told me this while we were prepping for the episode. I didn't know that this is like the first like real, real like field playoffs since oh, yeah, COVID yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. So like granted FanDuel has been around for what like a what, like a month and some change now? A couple nah, months? A long, probably long longer. Mm-hmm. A few months. But like to actually segue it, especially in I guess, yeah. I don't know. I'm just feeling like because like this the tides are turning because this is the the, the official official playoffs. But it's but it's also all the sports though. It's like base baseball, but that's if you. Get fuck about baseball. No, but that's if you know baseball. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on baseball because I don't know baseball. Tell nobody give a fuck about baseball. Yeah, like football and basketball. That's the only Sorry, sport I would. Sorry, granted. Wow. But yeah, uh, you're gonna hear more from Drew's man cave in the upcoming episode. We're gonna be talking about a lot more stuff, um, and it's only gonna get better. And I would throw in some uh, cologne recommendations for the gentlemen who love to smell good all the time, all even the, in the gym. All the smells. Because you got a lot of stinky motherfuckers, you know, that be just walking around thinking that shit is cute, you know, when it's not. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to be on the lookout for that for y'all. So, so context as to why Drew's laughing is because I was like, wait, let me see. Let me see how many or what's the percentage of, of listeners that are actually in Boston. And we got about 9% of y'all. That's a pretty nice number. Y'all the second, what, biggest city percentage-wise when it comes yeah, to geographic location. When it comes to geographic location. When we, we, love y'all, when we man, filter to Massachusetts. Don't so don't um don't get discouraged and um. Nah, we know. love y'all. We love y'all. We just you know. saying y'all 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 gonna sit here and lie, act like as a city y'all ain't really. I mean, I mean, I mean to be y'all. fair, like to be y'all fair, to up. be fair, it's like it's like when Trey Young comes to New York, everybody hates Trey Young <laughs> because he's a great player. Like it's it's a compliment in yeah. a way, but act when you're actually playing, it's not because you have you to hear to people focus. cursing you yeah. out, calling you all kind of names and. Somebody might say something really, really offensive to him mm-hmm. in terms of including his family and shit, and that's a no go. So, but I mean, also, I'm also, there's always been across sports franchises, not just basketball, 
And honestly, not even just sports franchises. There's there's this really obvious love hate relationship between New York and Boston. And Boston period. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, it is what it is, y'all. Yeah, that's you know, true. It is what it is, y'all. We love y'all. We love y'all. All right. Um, can you tell me what happened with the Lakers though? Uh, shit. The Lakers, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game with the Lakers. I mean, I, I, I think, see what you did there. What? I see what you did there. It's a whole different ball game. Shut up. You see what you did there. I mean, to to say it in short words, it's like, first of all, the Lakers, they had a scapegoat, which who who was uh, Frank Vogel, and uh, the Lakers coach. Yeah. Um, he actually won them championship in 2020 mm-hmm. and people might have forgot about that but quickly you know as a lakers franchise they look at everything as we have to win all the time especially with being as stacked as they were and especially with having lebron james on the team yeah. who's in his 19th year and that's crazy yeah that's crazy but you have to look at who you got you know you got to work with who you got and it can't be all the time the coaches coaches fault Mm-hmm. You got to put some blame on the players. Like, I mean, can't be the bad. coaches' fault all the time. The players are the actual ones who's on the court. So, uh, the Lakers have a lot of do um, building to do and uh, reconstruction. I don't know what they're gonna do with their players, but they have to figure something out because LeBron is getting older. He's, he's he's about to retire. He's soon. gonna retire very soon. But then he said he wanted to play with Bronny. Like, and once, quite honestly, yeah, they got the time is ticking. Cause I how mean, old is Bronny now? I don't know. Like seventeen, like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, something. So what? Bron probably gonna be in the league probably what another two, three years? Assume, assume I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe know. I don't know. Savannah looked like the type that'd be like, no motherfucker, you going to college first? So I don't know. Maybe y'all get another five years out of him. Shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. I mean, now because he I mean, said he wants to play playing, with Bronny. He's playing well. He's still playing at a, a great, a great um like level right now. Like LeBron is like. He's averaged this year thirty points mm. in his nineteenth year. Like that's, that's that's good. That's amazing compared to like other people like Jordan. Yeah, you know. So I give it to him with that. But I'm saying like, at what point do you think like, okay, I should retire? Like I'm not as fast as the other players. I can't jump as high as I used to. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, my basketball IQ is on point, but. I'm not able to like go to the basket like how I once did. So I think it's time that I might hang it up, you know. I think what he but he said that I can see him scaling back in, you know, in the interim of waiting for Bronny to get drafted and then being out that next year. I mean, yeah, if, if if everything plays out, right? I mean, that would be that would be a dope. That would be perfect. Yeah, but that'd be nice to watch. Mm-hmm. And we see the first time like a father and son actually. I was gonna say, isn't that like the first time? Yeah, that's like seeing um like Curry and and, and his, his pops father, yeah. play and 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 uh, Seth Curry playing on the same team. Mm-hmm. Like that would be dope. Like three pointers, yeah, all game. But we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. We'll see. But um, that was dope. That was dope. Check you out. Check yeah, you out your little yeah, corner. You know, a little something, yeah, something. y'all know where to hit us. If y'all want Drew to talk about something in particular on the man cave, or I'm sorry, my my bad, Drew's man cave in, in Times New Roman. Yeah. Nine point font. Um Shut up. hit us at oh my at gmail.com or y'all can hit him, you know, y'all know where to find him. But 
yeah, on to the main topic itself. So, interestingly enough, last week we were talking about, um, you know, the whole mama's boy, daddy's girl, and I was scrolling through the Netflix, and I didn't even intend on watching it, but I clicked Think Like a Man, mm-hmm. and I was like, I forgot how funny this movie actually was. It's actually very funny. And I also didn't, I didn't remember that that shit came out in 2012, which is fucking wild. That was 10 years ago. Mm. But I was like, let me watch this. Cause I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is giving me some ha ha's. Let me watch it. I need something to watch. Um, and I was like, okay, I can, I can dig this. And I also had the book. I think mommy had the book and I took it. <laughs> so now I have the book. Um, and I was like, shit, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a, I'm a read the book too. Cause I don't think I ever read it um cover to cover either mm-hmm. but i was like let me let me get the full experience right right um and any of you who have watched it before and if you haven't then you should probably just turn this off um because it's going to be a spoiler but also that movie came out 10 years Definitely. ago so get your life together um there's like a few different archetypes in the movie right there's the mama's boy drew kind of alluded to in the last episode which was terrence J. is his name yeah mm-hmm. um there's the single mom, there's trying to get the ring and the immature boyfriend that never wants to commit, or the, there we go, the non-committer, yeah. the player, like all of these stereotypical archetypes, right? Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about the rest of them, mm-hmm. um, or as many as we can get to. The one that Drew wanted to highlight, because I think that that was one of the more interesting characters, at least to me, mm. was Taraji P. Henson's character. Oh yeah, which yeah. was basically the woman who is her own man, mm-hmm. or what Steve Harvey would call the strong, independent, and lonely woman. Right, and she actually ended up paired, like the actual back and forth of pairing in the movie was with Michael Ealy, who was the dreamer. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of potential, but he wasn't making the bucks that she wanted. Like she was like on some CEO level, and he was unemployed. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's stealing valet cars to impress her, like <laughs> all of that shit. But the motherfucker could throw down in the kitchen in the bedroom, apparently. So, you know, but <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to focus on a few of them, that one being the first. So take it away. Yeah, so to start off, like, um, with that kind of woman, you have to realize that you have to kind of walk on eggshells when you're when you're dating someone who's like that why so because if you're dating someone who's basically uh all about status and like they said status and titles and all this other stuff you know that doesn't mean much if you want somebody to treat you right because Mm. you can't have like if you saw in the movie you can't have somebody you're not gonna gonna get it all yeah you're not gonna get it all you can't have somebody who's gonna treat you right and have all the stats and titles and shit like that you know, if you get that, that's like a unicorn. That's like, wow, you know. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting also is that um, in the movie, it became about time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, I don't understand how people don't treat time with the same urgency as a currency as they do money, because you don't get, you don't get that shit back. Like I said, like you don't get time back. So like everything that you're saying is right. Like. You expect somebody to, at that same level and at that same grind or hustle, whatever you want to call it, 
to prioritize you, your needs, while also still making their six, seven figures and also making the amount of time that you think that you deserve for you mm-hmm. against their very grueling um, job and you to do all the same things as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you Because like at that, at that level, your time is not your time. That's that's what I've seen being in like corporate America. At a certain level, mm-hmm. your time is no longer your time. Yeah, you need especially time. if you work. You not if you're not working for yourself, obviously. Yeah, you need time, time to get is, to know the other person. Yeah, like, and 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 you don't get that at that level because you're literally always battling schedules. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, where where her character, I feel like she was more solely like stuck on the status part of it and not looking at how like she was being treated like granted she looked at it at the end which i still don't think that's fair like yeah because she pulled up on his truck like i want you back like yeah like after shit failed for her and she realized that it wasn't working out then was like oh nah like let me go back you know it's like a kind of plan b type of situation back burning his ass and he took her right away yeah, like that shit shouldn't have flied, but you know, it's a movie and whatever. But <laughs> you sound man. salty. You sound salty. <laughs> it's the truth. I was just like, because I, I looked at it the other day with you and I was like, this shit is like not fair. Because I'm like, he really like was into her and he really like was like trying to be with her, but she got sidetracked by a guy who that came from the past and shit like and that calls back to the conversation we had last week too where it's like even though last week's conversations was more so about like standards as they're you know enmeshed in you based on you know your relationship with your parents and their relationship with each other like this is still that conversation because standards was another part of the movie it's Mm -hmm. another chapter in this book right i'm skimming through but like it's another chapter in this book where it's like at what point are you finessing like just really rigid stupidity as standards Mm -hmm. you know because again if you're not looking at the core of a person but they do all of these things technically they checked off all your boxes but he treats you like shit yeah yeah you got what you asked for because you didn't ask for a decent person you asked for a walking fucking seven figure man Mm -hmm. you know and there's like you said there's some costs you know, at any level, there's some costs. We already established that time and energy at that level is going to be one of the costs that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. But who knows, based on his own fucking, you know, upbringings, trauma, standards that he set for himself. Right, right. You know, whether or not he wants your ass to be working. You a six-figure woman. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing. The whole, oh yeah, yeah, like the independent trope that they kept pushing in the movie where it's like, okay, well, you get to do this like seven figures, which is crazy as well. Cause I was seeing that in the book and also in like some trending videos that I was seeing where it's like, what's funny is that the, the theme that I'm seeing, which I don't think is talked about often enough, but it's so like, it's so obvious, I guess mm-hmm. is the word is that once men get to a certain financial level, right? And maybe it's that whole being rooted in a, a provider like role. Once men get up to a certain financial level, they don't give a fuck how much you make. Yeah, yeah. And that was said consistently across like every single thing that I has re- like I've researched. It kind of scrolled through. Once men get to a certain level, 
they don't care how much you make. The only time that men, and this came from a, a man's mouth, again, I'm not assuming or generalizing, but um, the only time that men care that you're making equal or close to them is when they are not at the level that they want to be. Because then it's easier for them to go Dutch. It's easier for them to say, oh, well, you know, can you pay for this bill and I'll pay for that bill and blah, 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 blah. And even then, depending on the type of man, like, mm-hmm. he might not even want to do that. Yeah, He yeah. might still sit there and be like, no, nah, I'm going to push through. You know, you ain't paying for shit. You yeah. know, um, it really all depends. But once they get to a capped level of, okay, well, I'm making 300, 400, 500,000, he don't care if you work at McDonald's. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's a stretch, but like he doesn't yeah, yeah. care how much money you make. But I think it's the opposite for women, where if a woman's making three, four, five, mm-hmm. she's expecting an equal or superior. And that's yeah, and that's where and the, that's, that's a very where big dis- that's up. a very big disparity. But that's where the problem comes up because if you're okay, so if you're looking for a guy. Mm-hmm. who's on the same plateau as you, right? Mm-hmm. You have to realize, like I said before, you have to realize he's not what makes it think that he wants you. It's because yeah. you could be making that money, but you could be not his preference. Like you could be out of shape. You could be too short, too tall, like whatever his preference is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but what makes it, He's like looking at it like you have options. That's like in the movie um Love and Basketball mm-hmm. with the father, right? Yeah. You look at it now and you'd be like, you he know, was still fucking I, trash. He was you know, trash you could be like, no, nah, you look at it now. He was, you, he was lame. He was trash. No, he was he, fucking trash. No, listen, you look at it now, he's like, yo, like I just want you to know you got options and stuff like that. You know, because Why he's saying it, like he's saying it, he's saying he was saying it like, yo, in a basketball kind of mind the best ba- nba is a different type of world obviously yeah bitches you, be you're gonna have people fucking, throwing you pussy literally literally it at you literally sneaking into your hotel room yeah so it's like yes. you can't expect everybody to be a good person in that situation it's not yeah. it's not realistic it's just not it's, it's not. just not when it, when it comes to needs and stuff like that and you're not getting it and you weren't getting it say you weren't getting in college or or, or or second part of that even the attention aspect of it if you weren't someone who necessarily was used to mm-hmm. juggling that attention yeah. or taught to juggle that attention because isn't what the fuck is his name not what the hell is his name Deion sanders is it him who's like teaching classes to like like is it Deion sanders i feel like it's some, i don't know I'm it's probably, one of the one of the, like one of the the legends i don't know if it's i think oh, it might be football where he literally has classes with you know, like prospects where he's telling them, yo, motherfuckers, learn this thing. I'm not talking about the field. I'm talking about off the field. You need to learn how to, you know, manage your relationships, manage your fucking checkbook because a lot of these motherfuckers are not having those conversations. And like you said, the moment that that shit, that glitz of all the things that kind of rain down on you when you get the status and money happens, you don't know how to handle it. So you just fucking, you just dive in that shit like literally quick, like quick like um gilbert arenas i i listened to his podcast mm-hmm. his podcast is fired though um uh what you call it? he talked about how he spent his whole rookie um his whole rookie um salary that's ridiculous and he told it he's like yo i spent all my shit that's crazy. buying shit like cars and shit like he bought people 
houses and shit like that. And I was just like, you know, and you and you want to look out for people, but you know, not at the expense of your own shit. I, another part that came up in the book was financial status as a standard is damn near non-existent for men. Damn near non-existent. Yeah, or yeah, and like, it doesn't care. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have either. But I, that's that's just wild to me because I think this is another um, example of the disparity of how men are taught versus women are taught because like i said like because men are another theme of the book ingrained conditioned to be providers like the actual financial aspect of it is not as big a deal again once they're at a certain level i feel like i think that the only time that i've seen Mm kind of like the the nitpicky back and forth is when they're not where they want to be financially um and if they're not then that's a different conversation entirely. But once they are a little bit more comfortable financially, mm-hmm. like I feel like that conversation differs. Like they might have, hopefully, and you can probably speak to this more so than me, but they might not necessarily have like an actual like pay scale mm-hmm. as a standard, but they might have certain characteristics associated with the pay scale. So like, I don't know, like ambitious or like, I would hope that you would want an ambitious woman, you know, yeah, like yeah. hardworking. Like I would hope that again, you would want a hardworking woman, mm-hmm. you know, and that generally segues to someone who's pretty well off for themselves, you know, not, you know, yeah. struggling or whatever the case may be. So I don't think I've seen as strict of a has to make this much at the very least even talk to me. Yeah. On a, me- think- on a men's side. But that that seems to always be in the conversations, um, that trend on the women's side. Yeah, I think like when it comes to that, um, where women want to be their own man, I think is like they probably getting it from like their parent, you know, because a mother could say like, oh, you know, no matter what, or no, the father, both, yeah, it could be the father who's saying that like, yeah, don't. Don't depend on no man. Make sure you got your own shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to worry about no man taking care of you and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And and that's cool. You know, that's cool. But um, I think when they get older, they realize, like, um, nah, I'm going to do this shit by myself. Like, you know, and they look in social media and all this other shit. Like, oh, um, you know this this person's doing it by himself so why i can't do it by myself and mm-hmm. having a whole house by yourself and raising a child by yourself and all that shit so i mean to your point of like the whole conversation about um what is it like the whole conversation about like who's who's teaching this you know cuz i think again it's a disparity of boys are raised this way women are raised this way like mm-hmm. again very clear disparity <laughs> And that just presents more problems as men and women grow up, right? Um, So for me, when I read again and skimmed the book, one of the things that he said is that women have taken on additional roles out of necessity. And to me, that just reads survival. Mm -hmm. You know, now more than ever, women have to have more degrees, you know, to even have a seat at the table. Generally, we need to make a X amount of money to sit there and survive and not be living paycheck to paycheck like our mother or 
our grandmother. And then again, there's a whole concept or conversation around like single motherhood. You know, a lot of people were raised in single parent households. So like all it's literally like battling against all of that and feeling like you have to do it all to avoid that. But in doing so, you also kind of harden yourself, I think. And that's at least what I wanted to take from the chapter when I, mm-hmm. when I skim the chapter is that taking those roles out of necessity doesn't necessarily mean that you have to harden yourself. I think there's a value mm-hmm. to being able to kind of, I wouldn't say soften up cause that sounds harsh, but like release, you know, and let shit go. Because another thing that he said, and this is what, I, when remember when I was like skimming and we were talking about the episode and I said, Ooh, and you were like, Ooh, what you reading? Mm-hmm. And it's because one of the lines that Steve mentioned was a lot of men would be better men if they were required to be men. You know what I mean? And like required in the ways that make sense. Cause that's subjective to everyone. Yeah, but yeah. like, he focused on a lot of the stereotypical things like fucking taking out the trash and, you know, mowing the lawn and, you know, uh, lifting heavy furniture and shit like that. But I mean, also like people want to feel needed and that's not even just a man thing, but I mean, particularly now, and I understand this, this is a conversation that we've had as well. Like particularly Mm -hmm. now, especially because women feel like they have to take on additional roles out of necessity. There's really nothing black and white Mm -hmm. that is making you quote unquote a man and i know there was that whole viral shit that was going on on instagram about like what can women do to stop emasculating men and it's like quite honestly this idea of manhood and what it's supposed to be is something that needs to be conversed about more thoroughly any fucking way Mm -hmm. right um so it's beyond that it's beyond women. Right. But I think there's some, again, there's like, there's beauty in feeling needed. And it doesn't necessarily have to be feeling needed in a traditional way that you would feel needed as a man or blah, 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 blah. Cause that might look different for different people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that the, the, the message should be in general, making your partner feel needed mm-hmm. and validated and wanted in the ways that make sense to him or her. So if you're with a man who's traditional and it would help you to sit there and like let him make a little bit more of the decisions, yeah. right? Then that's one thing that you can do. If you're with a woman and like it helps her to know that, you know, you you hold her food to the same status as your mother, like it would validate her to sit there and be like, oh, I really appreciate you cooking today. This was really good. Like, and it's all subjective. People make it way more complicated than it needs to fucking be. As always, that's always the conversation. Yeah, like if like I could I could even bring it to a basketball standpoint. Like if mm-hmm. you if you bring off a bl- a bench player who who doesn't have many minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. and you give him a, a task that night, right? Mm-hmm. You give him different tasks each night to to do in the game and stuff like that. As the time go on, he'll build more confidence for himself. Mm, and he'll, yeah. you know, and then in a in a in a big game, you could count on him to to help you win the game. It's just like in a relationship. Like if you give somebody like duties or tasks and stuff to do in a relationship, like when you're down and then you're out, like they could 
pick up the slack and, you know, keep the relationship going. The the crazy thing about it, and that's the mindset too, is you don't even have to be down and out to do it. A lot of people, ridiculously so, see this as stroking somebody's ego. Hmm. And a lot of people don't want to do that. As opposed to, yes, I could do this, but like you said, let me build their confidence yeah. in this in this aspect or this pocket. Yeah. Right? Like, how can I build their confidence? Yeah, because like when when it comes to Taraji's character, if you're a person who's always doing everything, it's like why even be in a relationship? Like, mm. what am I here for? You know? Like what am I doing that's gonna be of value to you if you're doing everything, like literally everything. So what can I do to add to the relationship? You have to at least subtract some stuff that you're doing and let me handle it. Yeah. And and be like that. Like you can't put everything on yourself and be like, yeah, you know, this is a relationship, you know, and you know, I'm in charge and shit like that. Like Exactly. I like that math math approach. <laughs> Subtract some of the stuff so I can uh, yeah. essentially like essentially prove myself. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. And improving myself because this is a big part too. Proving myself without the fear of fucking, for lack of a better word, emasculation. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think that's a big part of it where oftentimes the conversation then becomes, all right, well, it was it was minimal in the movie. But she was like, all right, well, I let him pick the wine and he picked a trash ass fucking choice. And then she never called that nigga again. I was like, really? Ma'am. Mm -hmm. Ma'am. You know, so like giving people the space to actually show up. And be what you require without being punishing yeah. if they don't meet your standards. That's true. And again, that's not saying to lower your standards by any means. That's not what that's meaning. That's just saying be a little bit more realistic about the fact that in addressing standards, as always, I always say this, you have a whole other complex as human on the other end of those trying to <clears throat> navigate them the best way yeah. they can. And it's going to require some finessing on your side too. Like you can't just be like, okay, well I bring, I hate that conversation too. I bring all of this to the table. What the fuck can you offer me? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Nigga, like this ain't no fucking plea bargain. Like, mm -hmm. what the, like, yeah, that's, it's that's supposed true. to be effort matched mm -hmm. energy. Yeah, that's true. Cause she realized, Ooh, like you said, go. very soon after. All the shit that she really cared about or didn't know didn't know that she needed because she was too concerned with all of the very stringent financial standards that she set that mm -hmm. she didn't even really pay attention to the things that she didn't realize she needed because none of those things were you know in that basket they were soft skills Mm. A motherfucker knowing how to talk to you. A motherfucker asking you how your day was. Because this nigga sat across her at the table and the first thing he said it was talking about his fucking jet. And she was like, my day was fine. Thank you. <laughs> he ain't going to ask about you, girl. <laughs> He's not going to ask about you. Yeah, so. <laughs> He's going to talk about himself. <laughs> and his possessions. It's, you know, it's just give and take and um, compromising. You know, just being on the same playing field. Yeah, I think that there's this idea of like 
and this is not just for this specific archetype, but there's this idea of having to give up things Mm-hmm. to be with somebody which you you shouldn't necessarily have to do like you shouldn't have to sacrifice very crucial parts of yourself at all um but there has to be a, a better mindset when it comes to partnership because that's what it has to be like you can't come in it like a fucking wrecking ball on some fucking hitler shit like nah you can't you you're not going you're not going you're not going to persuade nobody with that bro i'm sorry you're not right so he says don't give up your money or your job or your pride or your education or your dignity mm-hmm. or any of the things that come with that. Yeah. That's... And then he says, just be a lady. I don't like that. Um, I would say be a partner. Okay. Yeah. That be open. Better. I would say be open. Sound better. Yes. Who the fuck you think it? I'm a mother. I miss a motherfucking lady. Just <laughs> like Shanane said. Oh yeah. Hot take. Right. Okay. You expressed how you didn't think it was fair that Taraji got the man at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, All yeah, four yeah. of them ended up together at the end. Yeah. Literally everybody ended up together at the end. It was, again, that some was movie shit. Way. Movie shit. Who do you think should not have ended up together and why? Well, the Taraji and, and, and Michael Ely, because... She didn't deserve him? No, because like he was like a plan B. Like, her plans didn't fall through. And, you know, she was like, oh, shit. Like, and then she saw everybody else getting together. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, let me. No, it wasn't. Even... She did, but it wasn't. Even no, that. no, no. She was I know. on that date. I know. And that nigga but was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. Basically, so she I don't went. care about you. You yeah, are a dollar so sign she too. went. And I think I feel like if he would have had a little bit of Michael Ely in him, she would have went through with him. Like, if he would have said, like, yeah, how was your Ooh, day? hot take. Yes, you're saying if he brought the bare minimum. Yeah. She would have been yeah, like, okay. Yeah, she would have took is... that and then, but he didn't do none of that. That's why she was That's like, why it was such a stark difference. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good hot take. So, I think, like, that shouldn't have went through. Like, So, he settled. Yeah, because he's like, I mean, he really liked her. So, he's like, you know, and she, she really came to his 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 opening and and just like and just like, bombarded that shit yeah while he's working like you know and that's something you should never do i mean like, she had i mean she had some redeemable qualities i will say that they they made her very very hard and very harsh um but she had some redeemable qualities she like got him that little meeting with the goddamn investor and stuff she i mean know, i think because she was doing it because she wanted that for her in the beginning. Like she Ooh. wanted, she, she wanted any. She wanted to upgrade him for her. Like if that makes sense. Like she didn't. She, she didn't wasn't doing it out of the kindness of her heart. Yeah, she, she was, was doing it because she needed an equal. Yeah, she was mm. like, I really like this guy. I want. That's him to another be. hot take that is very possible. Yeah, I feel like okay, I I can't I I. <laughs> they didn't flesh out her character enough for me to say that she didn't show some potential for growth you know but the manner in which she actually bombarded him because the that was the only relationship of all of them Mm -hmm. where she was the one who's like i'm writing my wrongs all the rest of it was the men doing it so that was another very stark contrast but i mean i i do think now that you said it i think that that it, what's crazy is what you said about if 
Morris Chestnut's character did give her just a little, literally just a fucking sprinkle yeah. of the attention and just general care that um, Michael Ealy gave her, then she probably would have toughed she that said, out. She said she broke it off to him like he, like it was nothing. Like when, when Michael Ealy, I'm talking about. Like he she said, was you like, sound Yo. like a dude. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, what the fuck? Like your ex boyfriend? Like yeah, huh? she was very cold. Yeah, they so. they presented her very cold. So, but we gonna watch the second one. Yeah, I want to yeah. remember. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. It's crazy that the shit really came out to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't remember okay. the second one. But so you said. Any other any of the other couples that you feel like should not have ended up together? Nah, everybody else was good. Like you really just didn't like to... <laughs> she just she did she just wrote you the wrong way, damn. Yeah, everybody else was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You? So all those men that came back deserved their women? All of them? Yeah, even like the, the mama's boy, even, that's that's nothing. That was that yeah, his was barely yeah, his duh. was barely crazy. I will say the, the, the non-committer. 90, the 90 day uh thing, uh relationship thing. I think that was, you know, a lot of guys do that. I think see, but I also think But that, they don't get to know the person, that's why. I think that so. exactly. And I do like the fact that they they showed us that side of him because I think for him, dating was really just a, a, a race to pussy mm-hmm. because he never really had someone yeah, dig and deeper, that, and she digged. She yeah, dug and that was that was it. So that that made it different. Yeah, and for him. I think that was it. Like the other people, I don't know. I feel like Jerry Ferreira's character was a little boy. I feel oh, like yeah, he was yeah, a little yeah. boy. He was, but it was I, just I, nigga. You was really mad that she wanted you to update your resume. Are you serious, oh, bro? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was. Are you serious? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like she should have been like, no, nigga, put this shit on ice. I ain't saying yes right now. Yeah. Let me see how you do in this role. That's true. Because he was he was he was a whole ass man boy. Yeah. He was a whole but, ass um, man boy. But yeah. Yeah. We only got to one of them, but I think that was the most Yeah, that was the most that was the <laughs> that was the most controversial one of the whole uh movie, as you saw, because Drew can't stand her. Um but yeah, you know how to hit us on my goodens at gmail.com or on my goodens on instagram and until next time we will see y'all when we see y'all peace